You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Move to the NFL and the always debatable status of Kirk Cousins. The Vikings quarterback is slated to make a guarantee. Get this. $35 million in the final year of his deal and has reportedly refused to renegotiate down. Earlier this week, Judd Zolgad of Score North reported that the Panthers have called the Vikings about making a deal for Cousins. But the Vikings have said no, at least for now. Tone, should the Vikes keep or trade Kirk Cousins? <laughs> well, he, he came close on your name, but maybe you should maybe you should just be Zolgad. Zolgad. Patrick calls me that, right? Yeah. I think Patrick Does calls, he? I think he says Zolgad as well. I'm pretty sure, right, Declan? Does he emphasize the God part, though? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't drag it out as much as Wilbon did there, but I think he does. But I love this one of score north. Yeah, he had some disdain in his voice. There for... the north. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling that on the prompter, cause, you know, yeah. I'm sure they didn't put S-K-O-R. I'm, pre- I'm sure they spelt out the actual word of score so they knew what it was. And they had a dash of north, and he was probably also yes. not familiar like score <laughs> north like i, I don't and know north might have stain but yes and no and north might have come up like second on the yes. thing because it was almost like he was reading score. it with score yeah north. north it's also a little weird i get it you know it's it's not your typical like sports radio local sports media name it's not the ticket or yeah, the sports that. animal <laughs> or the name like fan that. right like like the, you know how I many like fans like are there in the country how many tickets are there in the country we're a little different we're a little different here. i'd like a name like that what what could we be like the bleachers the be the sports beast <laughs> the beast i mean the i'm just saying I'm just saying, you know, Judd Zolgod of of the Beast, the Judd... afternoon drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Phil Mackey, Phil Mackey was in the clubhouse this week Damn in right Charlotte. You were in the clubhouse. So if I'm the if I'm the CEO of Vikings Twitter, are you the god of Vikings Twitter? Are you above me? Oh God, I saw that on Twitter. No, I don't. I don't think so. Like I'm. Well, I think you are. I think I think you're I think you're above me. You're the you're the Zol God of Vikings Twitter. But I mean, is that like a title? Surly Prophet. I've, oh, we've, we've given you Surly Prophet. The Surly, before. The Surly Prophet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Prophet of Suds from Surly. I like people, that idea. People wondering. It's Feedback Friday, by the way, here on Mackie and Judd Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy, uh, whatever you want it to be. Uh, you know, people asking, how did you become CEO of Vikings Twitter? Was there a vote? Yeah, the Twitter, the Vikings Twitter Board of Directors. It just, yeah. Yeah, they voted, I was there for it. It, yeah. it took yeah. place. I counted and, uh, votes. And we're looking now that you've made national headlines, now that you've been referenced on one of the legendary and well, highest OPCI. rated national TV sports shows. You know, I, I feel like if you're not the sports, the, you know, the, the, the god of Vikings Twitter, we do have some executive vice president positions that we're looking to, to open mm-hmm. up and fill here as part I'd of like our, to cabinet, apply. our leadership cabinet. I would like so. to apply. Okay. Okay. Well, let's start with this one here. Feedback Friday. You can always send us messages and takes and theories or criticisms through the Score North app. It's free to download. It's a central hub for everything we do. 
We also check our Twitter and Instagram messages and TikTok, score North TikTok up to almost 5,000 followers, YouTube. Uh, Leonard Anderson via the score app. You seem to be overlooking one explosive wide receiver that I am certain KOC and his staff have identified as being the number two wideout. This might be a little aggressive. Runs really good routes, plus is the fastest receiver on the team. Has been grossly neglected. I'm talking about Smith Marset. Uh, oh, interesting. I like. I love me some Smith Marset. Let's got hear him out speed. here. Speed. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Smith Marset, JJ Osborne, Thielen gives KOC a potent twelve personnel using JJ and Smith Marset the same way, mid to deep passes, motioning those guys out of the backfield, in the slot, out wide. They're versatile. And Thielen and Osborne can work one-on-one against linebackers or free safeties in the shorter ranges, as well as exploiting the defense with Irv Smith Jr. He's got me really. He's got me excited for these weapons here. Um, this receiving core with KOC will be a matchup nightmare for defenses. What do you guys think? I mean, I like that they've got amazing weapons. So. I mean, Smith. Okay, so I guess my only beef at all with that entire thing is saying that Smith Marset is being overlooked by us as the number two guy. Like I don't see that yet, and that's, I'm not saying a little he, aggressive. Can't, he yeah. can't be, but I mean he's definitely not going to come to training camp in that role. That being said, the rest of what he wrote, yeah, I buy that. Dude, Smith. I mean he's he got some he only played he started one game or whatever it was, and and he and he showed you know, but he's got tools. Yeah, he was he looked flashy and great in the offseason training camp, and he's I think let's pump the brakes a little. Let's not put him. Let's he's not the number two receiver. Yeah. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. That's but could he be a viable weapon that – I mean, there's so many of these guys on the team right now. I feel like Ma- Alex Madison and Dalvin Cook could be used better and more creatively in a lot of ways. Could Kane Wangwu be used more creatively you think? in some ways, right? There's just – there's so many yes. – this team has some absurd skill position talent, if and you, it was not being maximized. If you were a 2021 Minnesota Vikings draft pick across the board – Aside maybe from Darisaw, and and this might be true for Christian as well, we don't know. You were held hostage. Yeah, like that. It, it's that simple. You you spent your rookie season on the back of a milk carton. Blink twice if you need help. Are you okay? I am enjoying my time with the Minnesota Vikings. I am fine. I'm getting the football occasionally. <laughs> I mean, yes, they, Dude, look, I'm so curious to see that group of players. You know. And some of them might stink. I don't know, but at least unleashed, given a chance. Imagine, I was real quick here. What was did did Wang will run a four three? I'm gonna look this up real quick here. Yeah, he ran a four three forty. Return and, two kickoffs. Imagine drafting a guy that ran a four three forty yard dash. Is one of the already one of the best kick returners in the NFL. Yes. And uh, and and they gave him the ball all season. Okay, they gave him the ball. 17 times offensively. You can't find 40 touches, 45 touches for that guy. They gave him the ball and asked him to run it as a traditional running back too. Right up the, up the a gap. Go up the gap. Do what? Do just a dive. Like, what is that? How, how do you, how do you as a football coach in this era, see a guy return two kickoffs for touchdowns? I mean, most guys don't even try and return kicks now, okay? He returns two for touchdowns, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's good. Thanks. Bonkers. Yep. So, held hostage. 
the next one, these kind of some of these kind of weave together here, just about maximizing the offense and whether Kirk's the quarterback or somebody else. There's just a lot more creativity that can be squeezed out of this offense. Nick Hapala Hapala via the Scorner app says, "Can you guys talk about Wes Phillips a bit? He's the new Vikings offensive coordinator. He was introduced along with the other coordinators yesterday. I watched his press conference on Thursday, and wow, I was very impressed. He gets it. He will absolutely be a head coach the year after the Vikings make the playoffs next." You can write that down. Huh. Yeah, I um, I also like what I heard from Wes Phillips. He's got those bloodlines too, man. He's got the Bum Phillips, oh, bum. Wade I loved, Phillips. I loved Bum. Mm-hmm. Bum was I loved Bum, man. Cowboy hats. He was fantastic. He's, but Wes Phillips, unlike Bum and maybe Wade to some extent, uh, a little more new school, a little more new school in his thinking. And he's coming over from that Rams infrastructure. So you've got you've got Rams. Offensive minds coming in here to to run this show, and I'm also excited about it. I think he's got some potential here. Now, Kevin O'Connell's the real offensive mind. I was going to say here, that, yeah, right? that's the question. Exactly, exactly. Excited to be in a football town, too. Did you, that, that kind of, he's excited to be in a football yeah. town. Well, you know what? He's at, he's right, though. That is a, He is coming from a place that, that, for the most part, doesn't give a crap about that team. Yeah. Los Angeles is a – they didn't have a NFL team for, what, 20-plus years? There's a reason why they didn't. 25 years. Yeah. There's a reason why. They don't give a crap. Yeah. So he's not wrong. Let's see here. A Tyrell Adams via the scorner with that. Wow, I'm amazed by our new defensive coordinator as well, Ed Donatel. After listening to his press briefing yesterday, I can see why they picked him. He sounds just like Kevin O'Connell, but even a little bit better – we are building a juggernaut here, I think. Just need to dump Kirk Cousins. I don't care if we trade all the veterans. Write this down. This letter, write that. By the way, these write that down predictions, I'm sorry, they're, they're, they don't count unless you're you know, on the show. We used to open up for anyone to send them in, and it just became yeah. impossible to manage. But we will definitely like, throw the off-the-record ones out, and you can celebrate them. Just, they're not going to count for the standings. Uh, he says... Uh, I don't care who our quarterback is. We will make the playoffs next year. Rick left us a little more in the cupboard than Judd thinks. Judd is so high on Donatel and thinks there's a better roster here than you think. Well, hold on a second, though. I'm, I'm the guy who continues to say that Mike basically wouldn't play Rick's guys. So yeah, I don't also know. think they should hit the new would, button and, and tank next year. On the veterans. I don't think they should tank. No, that's a that's a mischaracterization of what I've said. No, I've said reset. I've said reset, and I've said now is the time to move on from veterans. No, I Declan, want to find Judd, out. Do you think Judd wants the Vikings to tank? I've said reset. If, I have said reset is, over and over. I'm not. But you're I just not changing said, the word. You're just you're you're you're, you're just you're, you're reframing the word from from tank tanking to reset. A, no, tank means that you. We're lose not breaking on up. We're on a break. Well, you know, <laughs> no, no. Tank means no. A reset is therapy. Tanking okay. is divorce. I don't want this team to purposely be. I think that this team actually might have a pretty fun year because people are going to enjoy themselves again and play I football. Agree with that. Like, yeah. like I, I want. What I want is there are elements of this locker room that that probably go well beyond the much vilified quarterback that I wouldn't mind seeing eliminated in the name of the new culture. You just, but, but I just keep coming back to this. You can't continue like the Vikings have done to talk about culture, which I'm fine with culture changes. 
you can't do that and then like draw a line at moves. Well, we can't make those moves. No, if yeah. you're really going to change your culture, you got to change your culture. That yeah. means we're diving into the deep end of that pool and getting rid of some people. Listener, uh, so here's a, yeah, go, oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Phil. No, 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 no me. No. I'll go. I'll go. I'm, uh, I'm just going to bow out yeah, right now. Yeah, you, you, you worry about resetting and, and tanking. Uh, uh, DJ, who was on Vikings Ventline last week on our Purple Daily channel, our first offseason edition, by the way, if you want to come on Ventline, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. The offseason one returns. DJ brought up a great point, a new listener to Vikings Ventline, that over the last two drafts, right, the Vikings, I think, have drafted the most players in the, in the last two drafts. And it seems yeah. like. The immediate reaction, which is sometimes an overreaction after the draft from the experts, is, wow, did you see the draft the Vikings had? They they got skill position players on day two and three, and they hit home runs in the first round. Yeah. But then, well, where the hell are they? Like, And if this new staff is coming in, can they milk something more out of that? Because I don't think it was Spielman just throwing darts against the wall and saying, oh, I yes. guess we have a bunch of picks. Can you ma- Can you maximize those draft picks and get more out of the roster than the previous regime was doing? I'm so glad you brought this up. And again, none of this is to say that Rick Spielman was actually this amazing GM that, you know, it was time for a change. So I just want to preface what I'm about to say with that. But Declan's right. And the, and the feedback we just got there was right that while the drafts were happening, there was, you know, there was some like, okay, classic trading back and acquiring more picks, but there were some players that the Vikings were grabbing. And Wyatt Davis is probably the poster boy for this, right? Kellen Mond. And, um, the Vikings also, over the last few years, have spent a lot of draft capital, first and second round picks on offensive linemen. Ezra Cleveland and Garrett Bradbury was a first round pick. And I just wonder, especially the last four or five years, about Mike Zimmer all the way down to the offensive coaching staff, the development of some of these guys, or the flat out, straight up ignoring of some of these players. Yeah, I don't think there was development. Like if you were to, if you were to put... Brian O'Neill, so first and second round picks, Brian O'Neill, Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, and Garrett Bradbury, and then whoever you play at right guard, under the tutelage for the last two years of somebody else. Just a, a, Let's just, whatever, the Rams. Let's say the Rams. Would that offensive line be better? I think the answer is yes. I think if you were to put Wyatt, Wyatt Davis under the tutelage of someone else throughout the offseason, would he have played in a game with the Rams or somebody else? Yes, I think so. Well, you don't give up on a guy completely and and essentially ostracize him because because he is a guard who comes in fat. Okay, guards get fat. It's your oh, job to be, coach them. It's your job. Mean. Well, it's no. I Mike Mike was very intent on spending at least this past year punishing Rick and oh. and and ergo Rick's kids. Like he just crapped on on yeah. that draft class and. And to not come up with creative ways and creative ideas and to continue to bang your head against the wall because, damn it, this is how I coach, is that that's not old school. That's just stupid. Yeah. Speaking of old school, here's a quote from 65-year-old new defensive coordinator Ed Donatel. He's the same age as Mike Zimmer. And he helped, along with Vic Fangio, uh, craft the third best defense in the NFL statistically last year in Denver. He said, quote, I listen to young people. I put energy into learning from them. People say these kids have changed. People have been changing since the beginning of time. It's our job as leaders to work to relate to them. That is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Give me some Ed Donatel, baby. Well, and I like Ed. The thing now is 
we have to see that follow through on. That That's why I'm a very much a wait-and-see guy here. I'm very much a wait-and-see guy. I like everything I'm hearing. Now I want to see it in action. And if we do, I think things will begin to change. They won't change, I don't think, in one year, but there will definitely be a different atmosphere at TCO Performance Center. And that, folks, if you are new to the show and you think these guys just agree on Kirk Cousins, they're just teaming up and, and, and they're just they're just a Kirk Cousins hate gang. You know, we've been doing a show together for like eight years and we argue a lot. We just have happened to agree on maybe the most like polarizing topic in the eight years that we've done a show. We just we agree on it. Where we disagree the most is Judd is wait and see guy. I and Declan probably falls into this category with me. I will dive into the Kool-Aid hot tub. And I will guzzle the Kool-Aid from now until the Vikings prove at some point that they're not worthy of it. So that's going to be the tug of war where I think you're going to be pulling the reins back here. And yep. I'm going to be like, no, dude, this is great. Ed Donatel, Hall of Fame. A, a man shows his faults only when the pressure is on. Nope. So we'll have to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin Swenson via the YouTube comment section says, love the aggressive culture you guys are putting out there for us fans that are tired and bored with good, not great. Let's show that gritty warrior culture of the Vikings and not the teeth-clenching oh-no attitude. Love it. Yes. Uh, and then Notorious Nate, along the same lines on Twitter, says, I've become convinced that there is not a fan base in the NFL more content with mediocrity than ours, the Vikings. Vikings fans, and specifically Cousins Crusaders, continually astonish me with how happy they are to pay $45 million to a guy, uh, to the cap, just to finish with seven wins year after year. And that, Yeah, we're trying to... We're not haters. We want championships around here. Let's set the bar. I would reframe that a little bit, though. I don't think it's so. I don't think it's that they're necessarily completely content with being good, n- not great. I think that the fear that the fan base has is exactly what, what the fear that the Wolves have, of who, of course, are huge fans, mm-hmm. which is a being bad. So, like, it's like, oh my god! But what happens if we only win four games? What's going to happen? Well, guess what? The sun is going to come up tomorrow, and you're going to get a high draft pick. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's what. So, I don't think it's like this. I want to win nine or ten games, and that that's great. I think it's uh, well, we win nine or ten games, and what if we won three games? And I would say that unless you think you are destined to be the Lions and just be crap for you know for fifty years, that you are going to use that as a springboard to success. Uh, our next comment here is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. You know, offensive line is a good thing to have if you feel comfortable. That's pretty much what Federated provides for your business. Strong risk management protection. They can help take your business to another level. Find out more about uh, the great people at Federated at federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Next one comes from Vikings Fan on Twitter. As someone who has done the Panchakarma cleanse myself. Whoa. Wow. Oh, whoa. Wow. I got questions. And belongs to an Indian faith community. It's the real deal. Yeah. Rogers was pro- Aaron Rodgers was probably feeling high as hell when he wrote that Instagram post because that's how it feels when you're done with the PK cleanse. It's profound how good you feel afterwards. No joke and a very long Indian cleansing tradition. Oh my god! Right, I have Judd. so many questions for the Judd. When are you when when are you going to do it for the show? For the show, I looked up the prices. If somebody pays for, for it, I might do it. But it is what is it expensive? Cost? I think it's. I think I found seven hundred dollars a day. What? Like a yeah, it's ridiculously expensive. What? It, well, but but it involves it's eight steps, it, isn't it? Nine steps? What is it? It's, it's six steps. Six steps. Meditation being the sixth step. I found through. on Google. I found it, and it's incredibly expensive, and it's like. 
oils and massage. It's like a bunch of different things, but it is not cheap. But my only question, so I've got questions though. So if you spend a day throwing up though, like that seems to me. I, like, I did that last week. It was awful. Right. So like, what's the. Like, I think, what, but no, but it's, but it's, it's not about like how you feel while you're throwing up. It's and again, how you come out of it feeling. I've I know never that. Done one. But it's at the end of this run, right. you've, you've cleansed your body of toxins and, and buildup. And I don't like, think I don't think you can replace yeah, step I, three with drinking surly all day. Well, John, like I'll sorry. cleanse my I'll cleanse my body, but I don't I don't want to do all like all the meditative stuff. I don't want to do all of that. <laughs> you so don't like, want to feel centered. I don't like, want to do, all, do that, the, all that stuff where I quiet my mind and yeah, feel centered. I, I don't want to do that. No, I got plans. But that. I mean, I would do. I, I just I have a lot of questions. It, it piques my curiosity. I will say that in a weird way. Uh, by the way, if anyone if anyone wants to undergo a PK cleanse and document it for the for well, Score North, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, and uh, we and I might be wrong on the price. Like like if I could find a cheap one. Hey, we got a deal, Panchakarma cleanse. You know what? Cleanse. It's a if you're going to commit off. to a Panchakarma cleanse, there's certain things you don't skimp on. Don't buy cheap toilet paper. Right. Don't stay in cheap hotels. Yep. And don't buy the cheap Panchakarma cleanse package. Don't okay? take rail, rail alcohol. Yeah, this is a whole e- thing. Everything <laughs> must go, including the Panchakarma cleanse. <laughs> 75% off, only today. Uh, Nate Lehman via the Scornorth app says, uh, My name is Nate. I'm a relatively new listener. Started at the beginning of the past this past season. I was getting bored with K-Fan and the condescending tone of some of their hosts when people would call into their vent line. Love your guys' show and the realness you display, not being uh, naive to the reality of where the Vikings are as a franchise. I listen to all your shows via YouTube or Apple Podcasts, but if it would help you guys get uh, better numbers, I can switch over to the Score North app and start watching all your content from there. Let me know. First of all, thank you, Nate, for discovering us here. Appreciate it. Um, I mean... You can listen and watch wherever. It all counts the same for us. The The Score North app is great because it's a central hub, and it's where we engage the most with you know Feedback Friday and whatnot. But uh, it's up to you, man. We, you know, if you listen, we just want you to listen and watch and engage. Hashtag engage. Hashtag engage. Be part of this, be part of this club, it. this community. And Thank you, Nate. Glad you found us. Uh, David Wenner via Twitter says, love your podcast. It's my go-to Vikings podcast. You guys spend a lot of time on the offense and cousins. Can we uh, have some discussion about the 3-4 defense and how it looks with guys on our roster? Can Tomlinson play defensive end? Would bringing Bar back be a good idea? What's your general feeling about guys you feel confident are going to work that, that are currently on this roster in that 3-4? Well, so so Ed mentioned in his press conference yesterday that he expects that Daniil can play, not surprisingly, defensive end in a four three, and, yeah. and then when when they when they become multiple, as we like to say in football, oh. and when they go multiple, so sometimes it's a four three with a nickel package. Oh, sorry, my bad. I had to. Yeah, no, the fans so. love the fans so. loved it. Yeah. The fans loved it. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I give you the three four defense. Thirty four. Um, <laughs> Daniil can move uh, to to the linebacker position in th- that case, and if Daniil's on board, I think it's great. Like I think he'll he'll be fantastic. Um, if they keep him, I'm curious to see Michael Pierce as the nose tackle. He is an ideal three four because he's just a mammoth human being. Mm-hmm. Like that's perfect. Actually, if they're go- if they're playing three four, Dalvin can play an out- outside 
spot. Yeah. Now, that's assuming that both Pierce and Tomlinson are back. Contractually, I'm not sure that they both are, but if they are, I think they fit. I think Tomlinson's back for sure. I have more questions about linebacker, the plan for Kendricks there. Um, I wonder, and this is going to rub a lot of fans the wrong way, but given the fact that Kevin O'Connell uh, brought him up at his introductory press conference, I wonder if they are going to get Anthony Barr back on the cheap. Because Anthony Barr, I mean, we talked about this, Phil, I'm fine, year, I'm fine with that. years ago. Anthony Barr in a 3-4 mm-hmm. where he, he can rush would appear to be, and, you know, it's a peer, no guarantees, would appear to be a fit. And it's interesting that O'Connell decided to drop his, his name in. So I think as far as the front goes, my question would be, what's Armin Watts' role? Who is the Who would be the right end in the 3-4? I don't know the answer to that question. And and what would you do to when you're in the 3-4 fill out the rest of the linebackers? Yeah. Yeah, this is linebacker is one of the weakest position units in terms of depth. Can I get a football Even, please? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can. Football. Can I get a football? Thank you. Yeah. 34-43 over over front. Great stuff. <laughs> over front. There you go. Football. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, Matt Johnson. Let's see here. Wait a second. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is a, this is a, this is actually a Judd's hockey show tweak here. He's wondering, mm. um, Matt Johnson be the score. North. In my opinion, score North has always taken a more big picture view on sports and more specifically mental health and sports for you guys to do a 36 minute post game wild show that highlighted Kaprizov's poor play, but never once mentioned the situation in Russia that's happening right now. Feels like an oversight. His entire family, Girlfriend, etc., are currently over there, and one would have to think that at least deserves some consideration regarding his play. Um, I'm not saying this is why he had an off day, but it feels like an issue that should be talked about. Yeah, I mean, that's by the way, Ovechkin was kept away from the media yeah. yesterday, and, o- and Ovechkin's a Putin supporter. Yes, okay, Panarin hates Putin, and I believe mm-hmm. Kirill's the CSKA Moscow team that. Kirill played in, in the KHL, I believe Putin is involved with the, okay. the team that he played in the KHL. It's so hard to know how he feels about and, it. I'm going to say and this. That's where, I, that's where I personally, because Judd and I actually talked about this off mic yesterday when we, were, when we finished the show, because I think we saw that exact comment. And I, I kind of just backed off and said, you know what, Like I, I just can't, I don't know, Like I can't make that assumption of what he feels like. I, and I, I don't think I'm right to speak on what he's thinking about going into that situation. Kirill's 25-ish, right? Yeah. 25, okay. I need, before I before I broach that, I need him to be made available to us to talk about how he feels. Like, I'm not going to, I'm speculating. He might not give a damn. I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, so like, you have to, yeah. I would you're going to talk about player. how he plays. I mean. He, but, but, yeah. but if he comes out and says, I'm mind bleeped, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Like if if he, he's like, there's stuff going on at home that has distracted me. That's a talker right there, and that's cool. But I just i I find it frustrating that I'm supposed to give adults the benefit of the doubt on something that I have no idea if they care. Yeah, I'm guessing he does, tough. but I don't know. So yeah, uh, Glenn Glenn Veter via the Scornorth app says, any chance of bringing back some old segments? I really like the segment mm-hmm. you guys had. 
when the world first started falling apart where you guys would explain sports stuff that was simple oh. but to you uh to you but the rest of us may not know that was uh that dumb was it down Declan and Rami on yeah dumb it down square live right yeah oh okay dumb it down I'd, re- I'd love to really have explained for instance what the real difference is between a guard and a tackle all I know is and there's honestly, there's probably a lot of casual fans that think this. All I know is uh, you know where they are on the line, but do they really do they do the same thing? I don't know. I hear you guys talk about it seems like tackle is more important. Uh, put a pin in that. Come back to that in a second. I'd love if you brought back buffoon of the week quarterback cesspool <laughs> as well. Quarterback cesspool was great, but it, it's it kind of ran its course. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Buffoon of the week is good. Buffoon of the week is great. Yeah, we are in the clown of the week. Back. Clown yeah, of the clown week. Of the week. Uh, you know, want want someone's ass fired during the NFL season is great. Um, we can kind of morph that one, I think, into buffoon of the week. Clown so of we the can week. make it all encompassing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all right, the uh, guard and tackle. So tackles have uh, a much greater responsibility on the edge against more athletic defensive players. So they have to be more nimble, but also huge. They have to be bigger. They're on an island, Phil. And nimble. They're on an island. And they're basically in a one-on-one matchup, sometimes even you know one-on-two and have to pick. They're on a, in a one-on-one matchup against 260-pound edge-rushing machines. Guards, it's all more compact. You're usually operating in a smaller area, and it's, it's a little bit more hand-fighting. And then, of course, some of this is going dif- to differ between like what your blocking scheme is, right? If it's a zone. And are you getting chip help? A lot of I mean, terms happen to if, if you're getting chip help, if you're getting chip help from a tight end or a back, that's going to help the tackle out as well. I mean, I need chip help. Yeah. Uh, if it's a zone blocking scheme in the run game, then you're going to need guys who can get out in space quicker, more nimble. Oh, oh pull. Okay. Oh, God, out in space. Right. A quick jam. So there yeah, I don't move. Hand fighting. Hand fighting. Differences. All right. Uh, feedback Friday continues here. Mackie and Judd. Uh, this is. I'm going to give people a warning here. All right. Oh boy. We've been tr- we've been trying to do this. Whenever we're about to enter into a cousins discussion zone, I just want anyone who may be triggered by Kirk Cousins' criticism or Kirk Cousins' discussion, just know that this is your choice. Now you are choosing to continue forward into a cousins zone here. Okay. We're about to are debate you guys the eight. Okay? It's time to debate the eight. <laughs> all right, Robert of the North, via the Score North app. Uh-huh. That's a Game of Thrones character. Robert, Robert of, the of the North. I bring you a Cousins contract extension <laughs> idea. Here's a perfect solution to up uh, to upset both the Kirk lovers and Kirk haters alike. <laughs> Extend his contract for one year. Give him a two-year deal for 2022 and 2023 with $75 million guaranteed and a one-year void added on in 2024 to spread out some of the cap hit. All right? Mm-hmm. So he'll get his $35 million for this year and $40 million for next year, guaranteed. He likes short, prove-it contracts that are guaranteed. So the Vikings get Kirk for two years under Kevin O'Connell to see what he can do to earn himself uh, you know, a swan song final contract with some other team maybe in 2024. Mm-hmm. This way the Vikings can spread that cap hit over three years instead of two years, smooth it out a little bit, and get a rookie quarterback drafted by 2023. So they'll have the bridge in Cousins. And then they'll have the rookie quarterback on the roster in 2023, or maybe even in 2022. Uh, the cap hit in 2022 would be the 35 million they have to pay anyways. But you, so you save 10 million to this year's cap, and then the 2023 cap hit would be about 30 million, or less than 15 percent of the overall projected cap. And then you'd have some some dead money, void money in 2024, but a rookie scale quarterback contract. 
Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, this, is, this is how I think you would have to do it if you extended him, by the way. This yeah. is the only thing that I would even listen on. Yes. So he's yes. knocking on the door. Yes. But here's the problem. I think that he would have to agree to to do this, and we continue to talk about this. If you do a contract extension with, with Kirk and, and he agrees with, with your extension and is like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's try and win immediately. I, I want to stay here. I'll do the contract. Um, I think it gets done. But the problem is, I think Kirk is going to say, no, no, no. You didn't hear what I said last time, which is I want to max my value out starting again in 2023. So, like, yes, this is in a perfect world. I think this works. But keep in mind, Kirk Cousins is going into the last year of his contract. The key, the key to doing a restructure where you don't have to be concerned about the player himself is to have years on that contract to play with. Those don't exist here. So Kirk Cousins is going to have to play your your game. Kirk Cousins is going to have to agree to what to you're doing. Game. Your reindeer games are going to have to be something that Kirk Cousins participates in, and I don't see him doing that. That's the problem. That's the problem. I think Kirk, I think what Kirk does is going to be on Kirk's terms, and that's where it becomes, in my opinion, prohibitive. I am the game, Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's what Kirk says to Brzezinski and Tracy. So much. I am the game. So, so yes, in theory, I love that point. The issue is, I don't think that Kirk will go along with anything that doesn't absolutely cripple you cap wise in the coming years this is this is the type of thing here's what i don't love about it i guess a few things i'm still very skeptical that a 34 year old quarterback can all of a sudden become quiet-minded like kevin o'connell said in big moments and that he's going to be he's going to go from being largely really bad against pressure to overcoming i mean that's a it's a lot if he was 26 all right let's let's mold it so i'm just i'm i'm Skeptical about the moldability of a 34-year-old stubborn guy, for one. But I'm, but I'm open to it. If Kevin O'Connell thinks it's possible, all right. In KOC, we trust, I guess. I don't love also putting dead money into 2024, you know, betting on a theory that Cousins can change in 2022 and 23. Right. So, but again, if if you told me, hey, there's going to be a contract extension, so get over it. What's the best way to structure it? I would say this is Robert Robert of the North has hit on a really. I mean, this is probably how you would do it, right? You would because you, you'd still be aiming for 2023, yep. so his cap hit would still be way too high in 2022 for you to. And there's too many things to fix. But if you can if you can bring it down percentage wise in 2023. Because you kicked void money into 2024, then you've got some cap space to play with in free agency, and but Kirk you, you know, would you say no. Players that grow into well, no, but 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 from Kirk's standpoint, you'd be offering him. Well, maybe he would, but here's what, from a, from a from a Viking standpoint, this makes more sense. From a Kirk standpoint, you would be saying you get 75 million dollars guaranteed. You already have 35 guaranteed this year, but you get 75 million dollars guaranteed between this year and next year. Yep. And then you're a free agent again in 2024. Are you saying that his camp is going to say 75? We're already guaranteed 35. We need more like 85, 90 million guaranteed over the next two years. Yeah, I'm saying that they, they would want, yes. I think that he he has said 
I guess, that he wants a market contract with where the cap is going to be in 2023, which means approximately 40 million guaranteed in 23 and then more after that. So yes, I'm saying that they, they would want, I think more than that. Okay. Which is crazy. Nuts. I agree. There's a lot more, a lot more cutting stuff here. Jamie K via the score North app says, so Phil, after hearing the breakdown of uh, Kirk Cousins, PFF, the, the, the PFF QB annual, and hearing how Kevin O'Connell thinks he can change Kirk and quiet his mind under pressure, do you guys think at age 34, Kirk's conservative play and overinflated self-value as far as his pay scale goes is moldable? Is it moldable, coachable, or even capable of changing at this point? And then part two of this question is, do you think he even cares to change? Well, I think he wants to get better. Like, I think it's human nature to want to get better, and I think he's going to connect better with Kevin O'Connell times 100 than he'd ever did with Mike Zimmer over the last four years. Yep. But like I said a few minutes ago, I you know it's it's great. Hey, everything's a theory, right? Well, if we could do this, this, but if this, this, it's it's always a theory with Cousins. He's thirty four, man. He's thirty four. I don't I don't know how much you can change a thirty four year old. That's what I'm worried about. Well, and my biggest problem with O'Connell and Kirk is is this, and this probably goes back much more comparable to Kirk's time in Washington than here. Kevin O'Connell is going to be all about empowering his quarterback and empowering means your decision. Like I I'll tell you what I think. In fact, I'll give you a play, but really what I'm going to do is give you three plays and you're going to have to pick the best play and you're going to have to sit back there. And you know what? A lot of times your first read might not develop. So now you got to go second. Now you got to go third read, Kirk. What are you going to do, hot shot? Pop quiz. What are you going to do? Pop quiz, hot shot. What are you going to do? And that's my problem is I don't think think that O'Connell can puppeteer Kirk well enough consistently because I don't think O'Connell wants to puppeteer a quarterback. I think he wants a guy who does what he wants, but part of of what O'Connell wants, and I appreciate this and respect it, is, is to give freedom is to give freedom. And so if Kirk screws up, that's going to be on Kirk. Kirk hates that. So this, so so my concerns go far deeper than, like, are these two going to meet? Yes. Are they going to get, get along? My guess is yes. Um, but don't ever forget, Kirk had a, the first portion of his career, and what got him the contract here was in Washington, working with people that are considered offensive geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is it's so I mean you're you're literally betting on if you it, you're there's two things, right? Can you get the contract in a place that doesn't just completely prevent the team from being built? That's the that's the biggest hurdle. And then can you get Kirk to perform better in in let's call them must pass situations where the where he where things get murky, the defense is getting more pressure on you cuz they're pinning their ears back so to speak. At 34, can he get better in some of these areas? I mean, it's a lot. It's just a lot to bet on. Um, Justin Vetter via Twitter says, I was watching Adam Thielen's interview that the Vikings posted on their YouTube, and he mentions, quote, now this is from Justin, okay? I have not verified that this is the exact quote, but just throw out, okay? He said he quoted Thielen as saying, we have a great running back, a great offensive line that continues to grow, and we have a lot of weapons in the receiving room. He never mentioned Kirk. Am I reading too much into this, or is it something to potentially look at? 
I think you're reading too much into it. Speculation. I've also been told from people that Kirk family and the Thielen family are pretty tight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think in general, I think that was just Thielen talking. I, I don't I don't look at it as that he was purposely not mentioning his quarterback, just like Rudolph did in the Players' Tribune and whatnot. I, from what I've been told, I heard that those two families are very close. So I, yeah, I don't think it's I, that I, at all. It's more intriguing that when TMZ caught up with Dalvin at the Super Bowl, yes. that Dalvin said, Justin and I are going to get a Super Bowl here. We are going to win a championship for it, the Vikings. That one, to me, is far more intriguing because why Why would a, a star offensive player talking about we're going to get a championship here not mention his quarterback? I, I personally That's find the, one. the Valentine's Day snub to be the, the biggest one where they put eight, That's eight another players, seven one. current players, and Fran Tarkenton got Valentine's Day memes. You know, Kirk didn't. You know, just because the Thielens and cousins are close as people and might, and might share beliefs that are along the same lines outside of football though doesn't mean that Thielen thinks that Kirk is a winning quarterback it's true I I would gray area I would I would caution against um I think there's a difference between humans and competitors and when they're off the field I think they're like oh yeah the cousins barbecue time baby that's gonna be great let's go swimming but can Kirk (laughs) win a Super Bowl no he's got no shot and I don't want to play with a guy that can't win. So I'm, I'm just saying I'm not dismissing anything here as being a potential red flag. Okay. All right. Reckless speculation. Let's see here. Uh, Darren, is it Darren Muring via the score North app says, uh, be, before being introduced to Purple Daily by my son back in the early part of the last football season, thank you, Max, I could have been considered a Cousins apologist. Because the offensive line over the past few seasons has been brutal. Cousins throws a nice deep ball when he has time to throw. He's fun to watch. But as you pointed out time and time again, it's about his play versus his cap hit. I'm not a Kirk hater, but if he doesn't work with new team leadership regarding his salary, it'll be another sign of him putting himself above the team, giving me and others a solid reason to potentially turn on him. I get football. Oh, just They just turn. I love that. He's just like... I used to like him. No, I hate his guts. I get football careers can be short and players should look to get paid when they get the opportunity, but Kirk has made his millions. I'm thinking his family could probably live off a few million less per year. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, do you want to do you want to win a Super Bowl or do you want to win the negotiation? And this, this is not turning on like people. This is trying to we are trying to formulate the best rosters possible in this town, in this town. Don't forget, Phil. Phil made the right moves for the Wolves. Was it five years, four years back? Because you said you really sure that you want to trade Zach Levine. Wiggy ain't that great. Yeah. And sure enough, and I and I've been on the the let's turn over the wild um, idea for years now, and so we're trying to build the best rosters possible. Yeah. Chad Stenzel via Twitter says, I'm in this weird category that I love Score North and appreciate all you guys do, but I totally disagree with you on Cousins. You know what, Chad? I think that's awesome. Yeah. We can all, we can, all, we can disagree. We can have fun. We can all still love Minnesota sports. All together. doesn't have to be hostile. Yeah. All right. Dan Hopkins via the Score North app brings up an interesting question here. Presented by our friends at St. Thomas. St. Thomas Sports. Division one across the board, hockey, basketball, football earlier back in the fall. And uh, if you're interested in watching the new division one athletic department in action, 
TommySports.com. That's TommySports.com. All right, Dan Hopkins says, I believe the reason why Kirk won't take a pay cut is because he has no confidence that he can actually get it done, meaning like win a championship. Okay. Think about it. The money is guaranteed. He knows he'll get it, but he has no faith that he can actually win a championship, even if he took a pay cut to help build up the rest of the roster, <laughs> the O-line, the defense, whatever. Interesting. So, so to Dan's point, do you guys think Kirk suffers from a little, almost like a fear of success? Well, that's very that's, deep. That that's very. Deep. I could definitely see that. Um, I don't think that he. I don't think that he wakes up thinking I can't win a championship. But I think the the more the pressure gets on Kirk, he definitely starts to wilt and fold at times. And so, I don't agree completely with how he presented his case. But his case is a compelling one. And yes, I. I to go back to, to what we, we talked about. A, a few days back, I think that Kirk's Super Bowl games are contested in the negotiating room, not mm-hmm. on the field. I think that's where he wins. It's funny, Declan and I are big wrestling guys. This is exactly what Chris Jericho accused Eddie Kingston of on yeah, AEW Wednesday night, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got a big pay-per-view match coming up at Revolution oh. in like a week, week and a half. Can't wait. And Chris Jericho, so Eddie Kingston's this sort of grind. He's from Yonkers, New York. He's a New Yorker. He's been grinding I love sort of the, the minor leagues of wrestling, and Chris Jericho said, as a guy that's made it to the mountaintop and stayed there for 25 years, I can see it in your eyes. You're afraid of success. You self-sabotage because you're afraid of success. Is Kirk Cousins a self-sabotager? Big moments, prime time? Yeah, at times he is, for sure. You know, it, it is kind of interesting. Yes. He's never really had any reference points for that level of success. Never came close to a state championship in high school. You know, they were competitive in college at Michigan State, but the biggest win really was like an Outback Bowl. Yeah, they won. A yeah. game in which he threw three picks, by the way, but they still won the game. Yep. And then in the NFL, the, you know, the furthest he's ever gone is the second round of the playoffs against the Niners a couple of years ago, and they got drubbed. Yep. So he's, he doesn't even really know what, what it looks like. Like, and I got state high school football, whatever, but like, I think it kind of matters. You know, if you're, if you're that dude and you're, you know, you're taking your high school team to a championship or you're taking your team to the college football playoff, Joey Burrow, right? Those reference points matter and they help bolster your ability to perform in big games. And cousins has almost none of that as a 34 year old in his football life. Absolutely. No. Um, let's see here. More cousin stuff. Mike Packa via the score North app says, Here's a random thought about Justin Jefferson's mindset regarding quarterbacks. He knows the qual- he knows the qualities a great one has since he played with Joe Burrow. He helped make Joe Burrow great. JJ will not accept anything less in a future quarterback and will be gone if the quarterback position doesn't improve. Exactly. JJ will not be able to make Kirk great. So my question off this is people tend to frame this like be careful what you wish for. You know, Cousins helped JJ get to 2,800 yards over two years. If you move off Cousins, you're going to piss off Jefferson, yep. right? Yes, which is which is complete garbage, BS, and wrong. You will if you keep Kirk. Jefferson will grow more frustrated because Jefferson, God bless him, is not after stats. Jefferson is after success. Stats are great. I'm sure he 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 was frustrated at times by the lack of commitment to throw him the ball 
during 2021 because, oh, my God, they rolled safety help. And once you roll safety help, a player is eliminated from the game altogether. But that being said, he wants championships. He didn't watch Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and think to himself, look at all the stats. Oh, it's a Super Bowl they're playing. You know, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He thought, I want that. And 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 it's still the thing about Kirk's inability to adapt and change and and to to pivot off of what he is supposed to do mm-hmm. was never more evident than the touchdown pass to, to KJ Osborne that cost Jefferson the chance at the Moss record. Justin Jefferson standing wide open there and would have gotten the record. And all Kirk had to do was pivot off the read and say, okay, oh, God, yeah, bang. And what did he do? He did the assigned play, which is very Kirk. But if you're telling me that that Justin Jefferson right now is like, if you guys get rid of Kirk and you don't get, oh, oh, I'm gone. Far Far more likely his frustration grows and mounts with Kirk as his quarterback than if they take a shot at trying to get him a quarterback that can get him to a Super yeah. Bowl. You know, I had um, I had, a, and I, I can say this: it was it was recorded for a podcast yesterday, so I can because I think this was um, like twenty or thirty minutes into a sixty-minute conversation I had with a cousin's crusader yesterday. Kevin Sheehan is one of the longtime sports talk show hosts out in Washington D.C., and you know he's got relationships with all sorts of players that were part of Kirk's team you know, the Shanahan teams and stuff. And he described Kirk as he's not a guy. He's not like a guy that you hang out with. And and he's a cousin's crusader, by the way. And he, you know, he's saying, be careful what you wish for. It's kind of, kind of funny. We both agreed that he's probably like the 10th, the 14th best quarterback. It was a very respectful one hour debate on his podcast. I retweeted it. If you guys want to take a listen, it was, it was great. And he said, you know, on some of the leadership stuff, he goes, I agree with you. He's not a guy that you hang out with. He's, he doesn't golf. He's not going to, like, go grab a beer and do things that you would do with your buddies. He's just kind of he's kind of weird. And people sort of overlook that, I think, too much, that there's a certain element of leadership that is just – it's like a hang a bit. Like, can you hang out? Can you just, like, be a normal guy and – build relationships and he's not like he's not that guy he's just right. he's kind of a weirdo so anyways i think there's something i think there's something to that like does jj hate kirk cousins no of course not is he gonna rip him in a press conference no not overtly is he gonna die on a hill talking about his quarterback like he did for joe burrow right no he's not going to exactly uh, Brian Simonson via the Score North app. This is, uh, again, this is outside the parameters of a legal write-that-down prediction. But Brian says, hey there, Mackie Judd Declan. I've been wanting to send a write-that-down prediction for a while, but I've been so busy with work, et cetera. Uh, so I'll get right to it. He's a Minnesota sports fan living in Florida. I hope this one is juicy for you guys, and I hope I followed the rules here. Again, this is outside the parameters of a qualified write-that-down prediction, but we will we will throw it out here for you. It's a Wolves-related prediction with seven parts. Oh, my God. Okay. Number one, the Wolves will finish the regular season as the seventh seed exactly. Okay. You don't have to write these down. Yep, I'm not. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, number two, the Wolves will lose the first game and play in the play-in and then play in the second play-in game. They will win the second play-in game. They will lose in the first round to the to the first seed. Off the record, he thinks it's Phoenix. And they will lose in five games. The one game the Wolves win in that series will be a margin of 10 or fewer, okay. and the Wolves will win that game in Game 3. So it will be a Game 3 victory in the first round of the playoffs. 
Uh, and in that game, Cat will go cyborg and drop a 40-burger and lead all scorers in that game. I love this. Wow. <laughs> On a personal note, I'm a Minnesota native but currently living in Florida, born in 1989, so I have seen my fair share of Minnesota sports failures. But I'm a diehard Minnesota sports fan. been a loyal listener to you guys going back uh, to around 2016, back in the old 1500 radio days. So thanks, man. I love that. Brian, Seven-part seven Wolves prediction. The Wolves are two and a half games out of the sixth seed right now, and if they can somehow catch Denver, it's pretty likely they would play Memphis, and they split the season series with Memphis. They beat them last night, and they beat them by like 40 get, earlier in the year. getting excited. Phil's so, getting excited. Let's get it, guys. Phil's getting excited <laughs> about the Wolves. Overtime, one of those games, too. I can't remember. Look at you. So, all right. It's your Feedback Friday here on Mackie and Judd. You can always hit us up via the Score North app. You can also uh, follow our, our Score North TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts for all sorts of content. Any other final thoughts from you guys as we as we head into NFL Combine Week next week? I'm excited for... for I, Otherwise I known as executives like, and agents getting drunk together and yeah, rumors coming out. I, I feel <laughs> like the reckless speculation is... It, it's, it's not a... It's probably like at a four right now. Like, it's good. It's not great yet. I feel like by the middle of next week or so, it's going to be at nearing a eight. Like, oh, it's yeah. going to get good. Reckless speculation. Yes. We're so, going to get some good stuff out there. Yep. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy. We'll see you guys. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.